Welcome to Breaking Form, a podcast of poetry and culture. I'm Aaron Smith. And I am James Allen Hall. For those uh, listening for the first time, uh, we do this show in segments. We do literary games. We revisit books that we love. We gossip. We do. We interview. We shade. We laugh. And we are not for everyone. Reginald Shepard, The Gods at 3 a.m. The foolish gods are doing poppers while they sing along. They're taking off their white t-shirts and wiping the sweat from their foreheads with them. The gods have tattoos of skulls and roses on their shoulders, perhaps a pink triangle above the left nipple. For them, there's hope. The gods are pausing to light cigarettes while they dance. They're laughing at private jokes while the smoke machine comes on. I have thought that poem is extraordinary since the first time that I read it. I feel like this book of his, Angel Interrupted, doesn't get as much attention. I feel like Summer Drowning is the one that I think his first book. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Otherhood and Wrong. No, this, yeah, Otherhood and Wrong are are the funds I feel like people reference the most. One of the gods told you they put talcum powder in the artificial fog, then walked away. How could anyone breathe talcum powder? But it makes their skin shine with the sweat and smell of cigarettes and obsession. Don't try to say you didn't know the gods are always white. The statues told you that. And I love how he's talking about race and it's so smart when he said um, the statues have showed you that the gods are always white. Yeah. And then he's, you know, the white waistbands, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So we know that the boys are white because they have this whiteness associated with them. uh, Absolutely. Right. And, and I love how, like, so there's this, the speaker dancing in this, right. In the club. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Doesn't know the words. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's sort of still seeking approval, but the syntax of that poem is really the business, right? It's those yes. lo- ro- long run on sentences that are so beautiful and this and this and this, and it just keeps pushing the breath out till it's rapturous, right? And sort of, um, prophetic almost oracular. It, absolutely. And, and back to the whiteness, the gods are taking off their white t-shirts. That's, but they're still white. Yeah. Right. It's, I think that it's, and it's such a smart critique without even having to, to, to say anything overtly. And even the subtleness of how can anyone breathe talcum powder, but it makes their skin shine with the sweat and smell of cigarettes. And for the youngsters used to be able to smoke inside of bars and obsession, but it's capitalized. So it's the cologne that everyone was wearing in the nineties, but also the word obsession. Yeah. So with smet, sweat and smell of cigarettes and obsession, the obsession with their bodies and with their whiteness. And, you know, <clears throat> I think of, of white gay spaces and how this so mm-hmm. captures this. And I've, I've told you before that, that 
the gay quote unquote community as its own kind of fundamentalism as somebody who is who grew up fundamentalist and how the poetry world is its own kind of fundamentalism. I love hearing these these stories from outsiders. But like I feel like the poem breaks the statues. Mm-hmm. I mean, it breaks the statutes yes. of grammar, mm-hmm. right? With these long these well done, thank well you. played. Ah, yes. Um and the lyricism, I, mean, I think there's a critique of like I wanted their um I wanted their attention or I paid them small devotion. Small. And you just keep dancing because you don't know the words. You hope the gods will notice small devotions and smile. Maybe a quick thumbs up if you're good. The gods whose perfect instances of bodies last only for the instant or until last call. And then they disappear into the sidewalk. Gods who are splendid without meaning to be. Who do they need to impress? Say, this could be the magic. They say, live for tonight, and then the lights come on. He will say something like a statement that feels philosophical um, and kind of difficult, abstract. Um, so when he says the gods whose perfect instances of bodies last only for the instant, right? Or, or until last call, right? Uh, and that's Mm-hmm. It's really, yeah, it's really, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's, you know, the speaker getting kind of like highfalutin or difficult or abstract or whatever. Mm. And then theoretical, mm-hmm. philosophical, and then last call, right? <laughs> Those um, are, that's a great pairing. Yeah, last right, call. The small devotion to what? They only last an instant. This is not, this is a, this is a, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, a cult of moment just a moment right and i i remember an interview that shepherd did with um for Kalalu, where he was saying something about like the european tradition was for him like um when he was growing up um when he was studying and stuff like the european literary tradition for him was the was the real business mm-hmm. uh, i looked up this interview can i read a little bit yeah, from sure. it? Um, When I say language, I mean not daily speech, but the language of a literary tradition. My model for that was always much more English and European than American because of a very idealized notion that in England and Europe, there was a place for art and a place for literature, and therefore potentially a place for me as an artist. Artist, quote unquote, was an identity with which I could replace or overwrite my identity as a poor person, as a poor Black person in particular and i think that he over i think that has some ideas of right like um i need to seek outside even you know my nationhood right for Mm -hmm. some something else that like allows me to overwrite to um yeah for a way to revise how America, right? How classist and racist America is. And we can link to that article in the show notes too, if people want to find it. Can I tell you a little goss, a little hot goss, old school goss from 2000. I just saw you click something on the computer. You're like, now I'm prepared. The gossip space has been prepared. So this is when you and I first I guess you first encountered me. It was the pre- the panel that this I was on in New York City. It yep. was a panel Reginald put together called 
gay gay male post-identity politics or gay men post-identity politics. And I remember he he changed it to a question mark, like like while we were mm. in development of that panel. It was him, Brad Richard, Christopher Hennessy, myself, Brian Teary. And there may have been someone else. Gosh, I'm like the person at the Academy Awards who thanks all the other nominees and they might forget <laughs> one. I get so nervous when they do it. Ah, I'll say it in the fact check if there's someone else. So, but anyway. Yeah. But there should be five. I think yeah, you said I know five. I can't. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, Reginald. Reginald would have been. Reginald. Okay. Right. Of course. So I had, I, I was, okay. So I was friends with this poet in New York trying to be. His first book was kind of important to me. And yeah, I was thinking about Chatel's name, but I, I don't even put him on the, I don't even want to give him attention on the podcast because I don't mm. like him. Mm -hmm. So I had was talking to him and he was doing this thing like all gay, all gay poets ever write about his dick. And I thought it was kind of problematic because I'm like, well, I think there's something political there. I think there's something bigger happening when it's like that's your own relationship to dick. Like when people say that kind of, of stuff, course. it's that has like, when people say your content did this or that, I'm like, that's your own shit about my content. If you're not a right. good enough reader to get past it, then that's on you. Right. So, so the part of the panel, then for me, my conversation kind of came from that started. Okay. Then I was joking with Reginald, we were emailing and I said, I'm going to bring Daniel Craig pictures and I'm going to draw these giant penises on him, which I did, <laughs> which you did. But the obsession is long with Daniel Craig. So, which so I did. Was his penis. It, exactly. So yeah, I still have those too. They're in my little Daniel Craig scrapbook. So You're in your, your spank tank, my spank tank. Thank you. <laughs> That's, is that like, a, do I, yeah. pitch, do, do I pitch ideas there and they get judged? <laughs> I get fund, I get funding. <laughs> the NEA gives you, NEA. you have a time in spank tanking. So I didn't realize this poet was going to be at the presentation. <laughs> I didn't realize this poet was going to be at the panel. <laughs> So I sort of brought it on myself just a little bit, but I couldn't undo it, you know. So I threw my hair back and I no, gave, and I gave you my just I gave my presentation. That's that's just who I am. I did it, and I believe, like I think Reginald said, and next up Aaron Smith, and like maybe he gave a little introduction. And I remember you got up and you took the podium and you sort of gathered yourself, and then you looked up and you said. Sharon Olds, the pig bottom <laughs> I said, poetry. I think what did you say? I said something like, I said, people think if you're gay men, you either read, if you're top, you read Alice, Al, Alice, Allen Ginsberg. And if you're a bot, if you're a voracious bottom, you read Sharon Olds. And I say voracious That's bottom because I don't think I would say bottom. pig bottom. I, well, I feel like pig, I feel like pig bottom needs its own panel. I feel like, I feel like pig play. I was just trying to snorting at you now. I know, I know. I'm just trying to ignore it. I don't know what to do. Um, I feel like, I feel like I was trying to, we just took a poem for court green that was like ode to pig play. And I was trying to explain like how pig wow. play is something that we don't quite know. Like, I feel like people are always trying to like, even on, online, I'll be like, I'm looking for people who really are into pig play. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think anyone's really defined. It's like postmodernism. No one really knows what it means. Right. 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 <laughs> it's all over the place. Right. So anyway, I do my presentation. So obviously the person's not happy. Cause I started, I said something like, um, 
you know, and this one poet says we have too many poems about Dick. So I called this person out, not by name. No, right. I don't remember you saying a name. No, not at all. So then yeah. later I get an email from the poet and they're like, can I get a copy of your presentation? And I was like, I, okay. You know, I don't have it written down, but okay. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't think my grandmother dies after that happens. Mm. So then I get a hateful email from the poet next. And it's like, I guess you're never going to send me that presentation, like really nasty. And I wrote, so I wrote back, my grandmother died. So no, I haven't sent it yet. And that's all I did. So in the meantime, Reginald had asked me if I had a copy of it because he was doing his blog and his blog was really popular when he was doing it. So good. And he was just kind of seeing what we were doing and he was just sort of throwing them up there. It wasn't like this official Mm -hmm. thing. Like he was just kind of putting on his blog. And then the poet wrote me again and was like, never mind, I found it. So meanwhile, this had not been officially published. It was just there. So the poet ended up writing a review about a lesbian poet and basically used our presentation to put gay men in opposition to lesbian writers. Started oh, no, with, yes, with my, with me with Daniel Craig and then quoted my presentation and found the one word in the unofficial published piece that was spelled incorrectly and quoted me and wrote sick in parentheses. Like, cause I said like conservatism and I meant conservatism, but it was just a typing error cause it wasn't for publication. Right. I'm like you motherfucker. But then I, I found, I know the lesbian writer and we talked, she's like, Oh, she's like, he has set himself up as some hero for women and it's disgusting. And she's like, mm. I do not. So, but it was just like, so shady. And I was like, you know, fuck you. And fuck. so I have blocked that person. I have not. And, and it, I haven't seen that person or heard from them. They're blocked in 13 years, 2008. And they remain blocked. They were blocked on all social media. I do not interact with now, them. Now it, it is all coming clear to me. Mm-hmm. That is why in your poem, you say David Lehman, fat ass. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> David, David Lehman. Uh, awesome. No, actually, because David's not gay. But honestly, right. David Lehman has been so lovely to me about the poem fat ass. He's, he's great. Like I've not, yeah, he's been wonderful. Oh, of course he's a Gemini. He's so funny. So sweet. Nobody's been really mean to me about it. I know that when Terrence put it in plowshares that apparently at the plowshares, AWP panel, people plowshares staff talked about how they were worried about it because it named names. And Terrence was like, well, I'm not worried about it, but it was a funny poem. It was like, it was when I, I know when the Pope saw it, he, <laughs> he was looking in the mirror back, you know, the Pope's around like, his I have, shoulder. He's like, I have a great ass. The Pope's he's like, like look have, at these cakes. I know. Look at this. He's like, I've been doing my. <laughs> these are frosted flake cakes. <laughs> he's like, I've been doing my, um, I don't even know what the butt exercises are. <laughs> <laughs> What are what? what are they, James? I feel like <laughs> what I are the like, butt exercises? <laughs> um, well, this is one guy I follow on Instagram who's mm-hmm. like, Oh, if you if you try to fuck with me, you need to do 50 squats for me today. And I'm like, that's a lot. That's a lot of squats. How about I just like, I don't know, eat some dark chocolate peanut MMs? I'll do that. That's what I'll do. But that's a long way from Reginald's poem. But still, but it, it's, yeah. I don't know. It went to a gay panel from like a gay bar. So I don't know. Maybe there's some connection there that I'm not I'm not able or willing or smart enough to make right now. But 
it's, but we it, always it, like a little bit of shade on this podcast too. I know I, like I, that's true. You know, I think of like the recklessness of of the of the the syntax and the line is so long, right? Um, and sort of like yeah, this like fire and frenzy in the of desire, mm-hmm. um, and the way that he can make that into critique. It's mm-hmm. really a, it's a, he's a stunning poet, and I wish people read and taught him more. And we all know what happens when that light comes on. You're like, oh my God, did I get any cum on my shirt? (laughs) Again? (laughs) And the answer is usually, yes. (laughs) Aaron, are you ready to play top, bottom, or versatile? TBV? Absolutely. Now remember, all all positions are powerful. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, I am a power bottom. Good. Uh, so I'll name You're a poet. He just want everyone, he just want that to be on the official record. Well, it pays to fucking advertise. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't. You're trying to get a power bottom endorsement deal. I want, I want, I want to have a good reputation. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right. So I will name a poet and you have to tell me if they are top, a bottom or versatile. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because I got her name wrong in one of our other episodes, I'll start with Louise Bogan. Louise Bogan. Um, I think she's a top. Ooh. I feel, like she ha- I, f- I feel like she had to be like, I feel like when she was writing, she just had to be, she had to like, just, you know, I'm not saying bottoms aren't in charge, but Louise Bogan, just like, she just had to do it. Like, I'm just going to like take, you know, take control. I, I know bottoms can be in control, but like, take charge. I'm going to handle the fucking. Got it. What? How do you feel about Walt Whitman? What do you think? I think he just liked to suck dick. I think he was an oral <laughs> bottom. Was, I think he was a throat. Well, I like yeah. to say a throater because it's aspirational. Instead, oh, it is. Instead of a blowjob, is you're a, th- a throater. He was a total throater. Yeah. <laughs> he I was. Mean, we, we are dirty. Well, there is there's a blowjob scene in Leaves of Grass and Song of Myself. I think it's like section six where he's like. <laughs> I was getting like, a blowjob. I was like, can we stream that or is that in theater? It's like, <laughs> funny. You know, like I didn't re- I read that poem so yeah. many times and didn't catch it until like Mark Doty actually told me I had a I had a Walt Whitman seminar with Mark mm-hmm. Doty. And he was like, Well, you know the blowjob scene. I was like, What? <laughs> Come again? <laughs> All right. Ba-dum, bump. But um yeah, I mean, bump. he definitely, yeah, oral whatever he did. But yeah, he's an oral bottom, right? I think that's gotta yeah, be. Yeah, of course, yeah. I he got know. spit. He got spit roasted. Definitely. All right. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. All right. John Ashbery. I don't. We're not just going to stick with the the queers here, but John yeah. Ashbery. Versatile. Oh. You you can't have that kind of language play and pick and pick like one one. You're you all over the place. Yeah. Mm, and he's so high and low, yeah, so absolutely. he's really versatile that yeah, way. And, and multi-partnered yeah. and anything, yeah. all of it. Yeah. Well, and I think you actually may have joyful, met... like joyful, joyful, joyful. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Sister Act. <laughs> 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 yes. Oh. John Ashbery fuck like Sister Act too. <laughs> you know, John Ashbery is right now the soul of John Ashbery is so fucking happy right now yeah and you know what i like his poems too i'm i'm releasing so many secrets people don't know that about me i love john ashbury poems love them i do too 
It's funny. We've never talked about that. No, we've never. It's like our transgressive side is all these like experimental and like philosophical poets that we love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So I think you have a story about this person, actually. Maybe you've met him. Oh, I've never. Uh, Okay. I think he has bottom shame. I I think he's I think he's a Viagra. (laughs) He can only with Viagra. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, cool. I mean, I, you heard this it here is, first, but, everyone. But, but I don't I've never met him. So this is literally just me playing with like his persona. Like, I don't know him. Uh, this is a poet I don't know too well myself, but uh, Mona Van Dung. <laughs> she, she stands in the corner. <laughs> she, she, she stands in the corner and masturbates during the orgy. <laughs> Like nobody, oh, nobody's fucking orgy. <laughs> nobody's fucking Mona. She's just in the corner. Yeah, sorry. That's got to be like the great irony of life, right? Your name is Mona. Yeah, <laughs> watching and the no, orgy, the yeah, Tom no, Gunn 64th anniversary. Exactly. Orgy. Here comes, here comes Mona. Everybody, just don't let her in. <laughs> let, her stand, let her stand in the corner. Her invited Mona. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> you invited Mona. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Last one, Heart Crane. Oh God! I just had like a little like I think he's kind of sexy. I had a little Heart Crane sexy. Mm-hmm. Had to be versatile. I mean, really, don't you think? I just feel like had to be verse. I mean, he's the bridge. Yeah, the bridge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Total yeah. verse. All right. Well, thank you for playing top, bottom, or Mona in the corner. Um. (laughs) All right. Let's fact check this show. So first of all, I did get all the panelists in it. The correct title for the panel that Reginald put together was gay male poetry, post identity politics. And it was myself and Reginald, plus Christopher Hennessy, Brad Richard, and Brian Tier. And let's see what else I have here. I think it's worth noting that Reginald's blog is still live. And you can go over and check that out if you want to. If you want to see Daniel Craig's long penis, you can watch the movie Love is the Devil. And you'll just have to be patient and wait for the bathtub scene. Okay. So also, James, I think that since you brought it up during this show, you should leave us with the famous blowjob scene in Leaves of Grass. Well, I got it wrong. It's not section six. It's section five. And uh, where he says things like, Loaf with me on the grass, loose the stop from your throat, not words, not music or rhyme I want. It is the hum of your velvet voice. And then he describes laying on the grass and this person turns his head over in his midsection reaches up to his beard and then reaches down to his feet um, and um, plunged your tongue to my bare stripped heart. Oh, Uncle Walt, good for you. Tasty, tasty. (laughs) Hey, everyone. If you like today's Breaking Form, please go to the Apple Store and review us with five stars. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Breaking Form Pod. And be sure to check the show notes for references. And remember, we're not for everyone.